Welcome everybody back to another episode of The Feeding Frenzy. You are, of course, sitting in with The Force and uh, happy to have you all back on Rick and Force's Feeding Frenzy, the podcast that's famously only just a little bit less biased than your average West Coast supporter. So uh, welcome to everybody on the couch. Start off with, of course, Big Jake the Snake. How are you doing today, mate? Great to be back, mate. Um, I'm hoping that eventually I'll get my name on the podcast as well, but... Happy to be here. <laughs> You'll get there one day, mate. You, you're taking over one segment at a time, so we'll start. We'll start with small steps, surely. Piece by piece. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Snake, you did such a great job last week. Did you want to go ahead and introduce our guest for us today, mate? I can go ahead. Go uh, for it. So, firstly, introducing a man to my left that I've played a fair bit of footy with, and some blokes might uh, get him confused with his with his brother that looks similar but not the same, wears different coloured boots. But Vince, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, everyone. Afternoon. It's pretty late in the afternoon. <laughs> it's past dark. It's nearly past my bedtime. Good night, actually. everyone. <laughs> and uh, and a new addition to the club, Cam Andrich joins us on the couch. How you going, mate? Hey, good, boys. Yeah, pretty good. Thanks. Great to have you. Yeah, thanks for coming on good tonight, Yeah, good. Good to finally get you on here too, mate. Um, We'll start with you. No, actually, we won't start with uh, anybody. We'll we'll start with Snake. You want to take us through uh, one of your? What, what is this? This would be your your latest segment, surely. The feeding frenzy flashback. That's the one. Nice alliteration. Take us through it, mate. I love a bit of alliteration. A bit of ASMR as well. <laughs> uh, so we'll start with the Sharks versus Royals of the last round. Uh, firstly, with the Bloods kicking three three twenty one. Uh, pretty gallant in defeat, let's be honest, against a uh, very experienced Royals outfit, uh, kicking 11-13-79. Uh, best, best on for us were Luke Moa, Luke Moa, uh, Luke Senior. Well played, well timed. Uh, for his second week in a row, best on ground. Um, look, he's turning back the clock. He's him. Him and his son are one and the same. He's he's athletic. He hits the ball hard, and um, that's exactly what our what our two side needs a bit of at the moment. Andy Bennell hadn't played for a number of years. Uh, great to see him back, and um, just want to give him a bit of a quick shout out because very disciplined on the weekend as well. A few guys trying to get under his skin, and he didn't allow him to. He just let his footy do the talking. Um, Aaron Eads, uh, another another bloke who's been in that uh, best players for a number of weeks now, and Tyrone Williams. So. Best on ground for our blood side was pretty much the All Blacks, and um, good on them. Big Noongar contingent in our in our two side, well in our in our club in general really, and great to see them playing some solid, disciplined footy. Uh, our league side, uh, after a slow start, uh, Royals kicking eleven goals in the first quarter. Uh, so Royals finishing up on twenty three seven one hundred and forty five to the Sharks seven five forty seven. We outscored them in the last quarter, uh, almost levelled them in the second half. Uh, we got better as the day went on, um, but it was really that first quarter that the damage was done. And before I go on to our best, I just really want to give a quick shout out to a man who has become affectionately known at the Royals Footy Club as Tubby Parker. Uh, <laughs> g'day Braden, Brado Tornado as he used to be called. Um, absolutely towered us up. Um, I've given him a bit of shit over the weeks previous and um, look he he just had it on a string on the weekend and was real clean with his ball use and was not as fat as I may have previously mentioned and um, yeah really happy with his work. 
Wish it was in black and teal, unfortunately. <laughs> um, best song out for us. Uh, a couple of guys from the uh, Boxwood Footy Club that came over and helped us. Jeremy Walker, back for his second game. Uh, barely, barely or didn't lose a ruck knock all day. Tom Batola was just an absolute bull through the midfield, and um, and he's actually an ex-Royals bloke, so it was really good to see him going toe-to-toe with a few of his old mates. Cam Jones, for his first game of the year, works FIFO, so unfortunately we're only getting one week out of every three, but again, found plenty of it, and um, yeah, we'd love to see more of him in our midfield. And Sam Christo, a uh, guy who I have a lot of time for, um, has just been really finding his feet in the footy club and he's pretty quietly spoken but um, when he gets his hands on it he's he's got some real like quick sideways movement and um, yeah if we can just create a bit of space for him I reckon he's going to be one of the most damaging blokes in this league uh, around the league uh, we'll shoot to the North versus Denmark uh, league game uh, North were a bit inaccurate uh, 7 goals 15-57 to Denmark's 12 goals 8-80 um, Denmark debuted uh, ex, ex-Waffle star Frank Stockley and he was in their best um, looks like they're doing some pretty good things out there you know they've had one 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 tough week last week but um, but they're they're looking to be building really well and I, I've got a lot of time for the Denmark footy club so really happy to see them having some success um, especially after North towered us up last week. Fuck them. Um, Mount Barker versus Railways was a bit of mixed results. Uh, Mount Barker started strong, finished up on 9-12-66 to Railways storming home with 15-5-95. I think they kicked eight unanswered goals from from what I read. Um, Matt Palfrey kicked a bag. He's come back from the waffle and he's proven that he's worth the money or... Or worth the time that he's been given there so um, pretty interesting round of footy but that's a wrap from me nicely done state well done uh, so we'll start with our footy action obviously because that's why most of you are here to listen in is to talk about the Sharks footy so um, I think we've got to start with probably one of the points you missed there from the Bloods game which was of course the debut of uh, Callum, Callum, no, not Callum, Cameron. <laughs> so, yeah, for, for anybody who wasn't there, I was uh, sitting on the, sh- the sidelines shouting directions to young Cameron and uh, calling him Callum. So the Ruckman was out of position running around his circles going, why is he telling me to push up? <laughs> Pretty tough when, when Callum is only playing his third ever game of, a, of AFL football as well, so he's probably looking over his shoulder thinking, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> when, you know, in actual fact, he was probably doing absolutely everything right. He's uh, really taken to the game, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's running all day long as well. Yeah, he's a fit young fella, isn't he? I think you get that with the soccer background, though, surely. Mm, I think rugby. Rugby as well? Yeah. Uh, from what I was... <laughs> we're getting mixed messages here. But Everybody think, throwing I two think, cents in. I think he actually, basketball, played, he think. actually played national national basketball in the UK. All right. I, I have heard basketball. Uh, yeah. I think he's played with Wacker or against Wacker. I'm not sure, but I know he's, I know he's involved. Played, played with him this season, just gone. Okay. 
So we'll probably have to get him on the couch here to clarify. <laughs> so we might have to look at him for next week's Sounds guest. Sounds like he's a man of many talents. Oh, that's right. Uh, Jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> no, he's uh, look. He, he was uh, he was pretty damaging on the weekend, actually. I don't think he lost many ruck taps, too, just on the, on the subject of ruckman. Uh, now, Cameron. Mm-hmm. Cameron. <laughs> Not Callum. First game of footy, mate. Uh, and as far as I know, what, have you played? You haven't played much football at all. Just as a little boy, basically. I uh, stopped when I was twelve. But so yeah. first game of senior football. Yeah. Uh, what can you tell us about? Obviously, it wasn't a very big debut. We we all, uh, we know what happens there. But what can t- what can you tell us about your first game? Uh, well, I only get a while. I played ten minutes, and uh, I cooked myself in about in the in about thirty seconds each time, but. Um, I thought I had a bit of fun and got a couple of touches. So, yeah. you know what, Snake would be really happy with that because it goes well in hand with one of his favourite sayings. Just uh, stop me if I'm wrong here. Here for a good time, not a long time. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's one that I that I spew every now and then. <laughs> I like that one. No, it was really, really. Uh, it's exactly what you want to see out of someone, especially um, like yourself, who's who's new to football. You want to see people go out there and give it their hundred ten percent, and then as soon as they're done. Jump back on the bench, reset, get ready to go out there and have another crack. Um, did you say it any differently than that, Snake? No, that's pretty. That's pretty bang on. I mean, I, I, I use the not here for a good time, not for a long time. I also use the not here to make friends, boys, because I'm just going out there to go and, you know, raise hell and win as much footy as I can and get my hands on it and then get back and get someone else in. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably that's probably a good attitude to have, especially when you're sort of finding your own your own feet with your fitness. Um, you know, you've uh, said to me that you've been having a bit of trouble with tendonitis, mm-hmm. and and that's going to happen when you when you've been out of out of competitive sport for how many years now? Oh, how old are you? Well, I'm twenty six. So. You're twenty six, so more than half your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, that's your, a quick your body, <laughs> your body, your body will get used to it, but. Um, yeah, great, um, great attitude to have anyway. Gotta love the chippy with the quick maths and the writer's pen. The um, the, what do we call that pencil? The, the builder's pencil. Builder's pencil. That was the one. Yeah, no, gotta love that. Um, no, I think Snake put it uh, exactly perfectly, mate. You know, that's what we like to see. So it's um, it's the start of hopefully a long and prosperous relationship with the Sharks. But uh, it, it was a start. You know, you gotta gotta get, put put your feet out there and get get the ball rolling. And you did exactly that. Yeah, I got another game this week, so. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. So you named again. Yep. Fantastic. We're um, probably on the bench. Yeah. On the bench to start. That's all right. That's pretty I, standard. I've got to stop you there because you said it's a start, but I think the start was actually when he came out for the golf day, and let me tell you, he let rip on a few. He sliced plenty, <laughs> but when he got onto him, mate, this bloke can get onto him, mate. <laughs> when just, ca- they just, stay just, just casually, like a good 200, 250 yards off the tee. That is, that is quite impressive. Yeah, that was my sport growing up. Yeah. Oh, there you yeah, go. When you go for Okay, so we'll have to come back. We'll circle around and get, get stuck into that. We'd like to hear more about your, um, your golfing days. Um, now we'll throw a bit of the number four with the curly hair. How are we doing today, mate? Yeah, not bad. Um, now I did I did the Cardinal sing. I watched some pretty good play from you on the weekend, and um, yeah, yeah, I know you heard it. That's exactly yeah, right. I, I heard you. You tried to whisper it, but the microphone picked it up. <laughs> yeah, so um, you got to look for the boots. I I didn't know ignore, the rule. Ignore the number. Look for the boots. See, I didn't know the rule uh, about the boots, and I'm just I was sitting next to Liam, Big Mac, and um, yeah, he just said, "Oh, that's Jay." 
And I've got, I've watched watched a bit of nice uh, ball movement from you, which I think actually got us our first goal. If I if I remember correctly, there was some some pretty important play. Pretty from sure, don't yeah yeah. I'm, don't really I'm, want to say, but I'll I'll, I'll put it on I'll put it on my list. I reckon it was that led to our first goal, yeah. and I've jumped up and gone, yeah, Jay. And yeah, it is pretty hard Jay. to tell. It's the boots, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So what? How do we identify your boots? What what kind Just of get? fully black. Fully black. Yeah. And what did your brother wear? Um, yellow. Okay. I'd say yellow, yeah. Like ye- yellow and black. So they're the Puma Futura, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Joined I, I, did, I did notice a few weeks ago, it took me a few weeks to click, but they've actually gone and bought the same boots, just in different colours. <laughs> These are two, go- two guys, like they are twins to a T. Like they do everything the same, they wear everything the same. It's pretty hard to tell them apart. One's got slightly more facial hair. There, there's a couple of little intricacies to their game, but V doesn't mind a nutmeg. Doesn't and that, matter. And and that was really what really what got that ball movement started was him taking a risk and actually going that ground ball that did it actually go through his legs. Um, from no, my, it did. From my angle, it looked like it did. We'll say it did, but it didn't. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. I was just up against the boundary and sort of had to try it because there was nothing else to do. And then, yeah, Tom Batola just kicked it into the 50 and we got a goal, pretty sure. And I think he tried the ground ball as well and got it up to himself. Oh, yes, yeah. I did actually see that. Actually, yeah, Because yeah. so there was no him, one yeah. else. Like, yeah, there was no one else up. So he sort of had to do it, then got it back. Then and I think it you down. pulled it out a couple of times throughout that game, didn't you, yourself? Sort of yeah, became a bit so. of a uh, signature move throughout the game. Well, he's even been trying it at training now. He's got a little bit hungry for it, if you ask him. I tried it against North, but he, actually. But he has. But as far as I've seen, that he hasn't actually had it like not come off yet. So yeah, okay. He probably needs to be brought back down a peg. But yeah, probably shouldn't <laughs> shouldn't try it too much. Oh look, until people say cat cottoning onto it and working out which twin has the ball and who's going to do it. <laughs> I think Rayleigh's what... will probably have someone listening into this podcast now and taking notes going, oh, V's going to try the ground ball on us. That's all right. Easy as. We'll just get you fellas to swap boots and I'll never yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More than just a pretty beard over here, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, aside from the um, spectacular handballs uh, from, from a couple of you fellas and also uh, the first goal coming from uh, the play that you made on that boundary line and, and the decision you made on the fly there, which was really good instinctual play. What else can you tell us about the game as a whole? Well, they started off like 11 goals, I think, in the first quarter. And, yeah, I think we were pretty down after quarter time. But after the second half, I think it was a draw by the end, I think. The scores even. Not the end of the game, but... I think it was about forty points each after half time. Yeah, second oh, half. So I think I think they just pipped us. We were pretty close. Yeah, pretty. It definitely close. was our best half of the year. I'd say. Yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. Just the ball movement and the defense and everything. Jamie said we had to do man on man throughout the whole game, and I think we just yeah we did that in the second half. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was pretty evident because that that second half, even though you know sitting on the sideline is from a uh, spectator's perspective the game's gone you know it's, it's unfortunate yeah, but yeah. You, you, realistically you, you, you know when you get jumped that hard unless you're going to come in, come in the second half and just really punch it you know you, you can tell but I think um, it was the hungriest we've looked all year 
Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably the hungriest we've looked for a little while. Uh, I know as last season's state, you'll probably attest to this, as the season drew on, that hopeless feeling sort of um, probably overwhelmed us in that last game, actually, especially that very last game against Mount Barker. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, it was Mount Barker, I think, the Bulls. Uh, finished up oh, I've, oh. I've forced that out of my memory but yeah I think yeah right. <laughs> it wasn't a whole lot of fun but uh, there's probably the hungriest we've looked for, a, for a, not only a couple of weeks but a couple you know for, for a couple of months overall so um, was there any different sort of feeling uh, other than obviously Jamie sort of swapping for the man on man style play rather than team defence or whatever it be was there um was there anything special that happened in the change room or anything like that? Did, was there any particular really good advice? Um, or what, what, how did the team lift as a whole? I don't think so. I think we just out, outrun them in the second half. Like yeah. the forward entries were more open and we just got it in there more, I think. That's most it, but yeah. We, I can't think of anything though. You're right. Like we, we knew coming back into this season that we were going to be up there with the fittest sides in the comp, if not one of the fittest sides in the comp. And it's it's really just been our slow starts that have let us down. Um, we, ne- we need to come out of the box you know, really firing and looking to cr- um, create that pressure all over the ground right from the, right from the first siren. It's... Um, it, it was amazing how many turnovers our pressure, even off-ball, was creating towards the end of the game. Um, and if we can bring that for four full quarters, I think um, I, I, I think the results will speak for themselves. We'll be able to limit the scoreboard pressure against us, but actually create a bit as well. And there was a couple of times in the first quarter where we got it into our forward line, good entry, um, but weren't able to retain it in there and weren't able to capitalise. And each time Royals just went bang, bang, bang down the fat side and kicked goals out of it. So if you take three goals off their first quarter score, add three goals to ours, all of a sudden it's a six-goal swing. And it's unfortunate that we weren't on the, you know, the positive end of that six-goal swing, but it's just incredible how quickly things can change in this game that we play. Mm. Um, and, you know, we just took it as a learning opportunity, young side, and that's just the way you got to be. you got to take the negatives as they are and, um, you know, not dwell on them, but still learn from them, and that's just how we've approached training track this week. Tell me, Vince, how does the season sort of stack up to you at the moment? Obviously, we know that it's going to be a really short season because of the, the, uh, the dreaded Rona. Um, does it have a sort of sense of urgency to you um, as far as winning games? I haven't felt it because it's just a rebuilding season and we have a lot of Colts and I don't think we're really expected to win much games. But, yeah, it's just about improving every game and just trying to, yeah, improve. And, yeah, just having a go every week. I think that's what Jamie wants, just for all the Colts and everyone else to... Yeah, have a go, and yeah, that's it. I think. Yeah, and I think it's sort of interesting at the moment. Like we talk about a rebuild year, uh, and realistically, with the exception of you know Snake, you mentioned before, um, we've got a FIFO player involved. We've got I think was it three from Boxwood? Yeah, three from Boxwood. this week. With the exception of those players, the the side hasn't changed much as a whole yet, has it? Like it's not like Jamie's um, 
you know, like he's underwater and he's throwing people aside trying to find the right trying to find the right fit. He's rewarding the efforts of the players and he's sort of uh, pushing forward through with those guys who are giving him the effort. How does it feel being a part of that side? Does does it feel like the right the right direction to go in? Yeah, I think it does. Everyone's always there at training the same twenty two every time and yeah. We're definitely improving every training as well, like the skills and everything else. Yeah, I think that's pretty obvious. I mean, Snake, you talked about taking Max Baker under your wing this year, uh, and the improvements we've seen from him in three games is pretty, uh, pretty drastic, wouldn't you say? Even for for a young fellow who you know started off as a as a midfielder and is now playing that back line with you. What? Do, how do you feel about? players like him yeah well I I can't claim any responsibility for Max Baker I mean I've I've given him the odd bit of advice and anytime the anytime Jamie says alright grab a partner that's roughly roughly your ability and your fitness and your skill level I'm always pointing at Max going you and me we're, we're going toe to toe but I know that he's going to smoke me <laughs> That's just that's just an absolute given. Because is is it the age or is it the the speed? What's why is he going to smoke? It's a whole combination of things. And he's <laughs> got him in spades against me, um, but I I just love the I, I love the opportunity to look to go against someone like him, and it, it forces myself to work harder. Um, and I know that he enjoys that you know that bit of competitive edge. Um, but he's just really been flourishing in this new role and, you know, second half he got an opportunity to play up the ground. I think uh, Jamie threw up onto a wing. He ended up on the end of a goal. He was, he was, he played a big hand in a lot of forward entries for us. Um, he created a lot of that run on the fat side for us and, um, yeah, I can't sing his praises enough, but, um, you know, he's got a long way long way to go, a long way to develop, but he's definitely on the right track. And he's another one of those ones that's down twice a week, every week. He also trains with the Colts, which means that he's there on the track for about a good two and a half to three hours. It makes for a long night, uh, but he always comes willing to learn. Um, and that's, that's all you can ask of these young blokes. Yeah, I think that's pretty good um, to see that we've just got these sort of hungry young fellas. We're, we're quite lucky in that sense. Um, I'll start with you, Jay. Do, do, do you feel like there's anybody that you sort of meant to... Oh, I've just done who? it. Who? I've just done it. Sorry, who? <laughs> Bob Bell. Did, did I get the wrong guess, Jim? No, you, you got the right one. I'll start with Vince. I, I can't believe I've just done that. <laughs> All right, we'll start again. Vince, we'll start with you. Uh, is there anybody that you sort of feel either A, that you're mentoring or B, that you have been mentored by? I know it's sort of, you're in that sort of tricky age where you're the, the right, the right in the middle, you could go either way. Yeah, it's, it's pretty hard, like, yeah, um, I don't know. Like, yeah, I am sort of in the middle age, but. Yep. Yeah, I feel like Jake does mentor everyone. Yep. Ages Whether they below like him, I think, yeah. So just just for the listeners at home that aren't on first name terms with me, Snake. Thank you. <laughs> Snake. Well done. No, um, that's right. Uh, I think he does sort of mentor absolutely everybody, whether, whether they like it or not. It's sort of like a <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. Usually when I get ch- chucked in the back as well, like when Snake's somewhere else, I am sometimes the oldest in the back line as well. So I do try and yeah 
oh, I am pretty quiet, but tell the Colts what to do sometimes, and yeah, it's just, it is pretty hard as well. Do I they? Do you get fight? Do you get uh, any fight from the Colts when you're sort of giving them advice? Are they? Do they? No, sort of... not really. They're pretty. They listen as well. I think talk is, is something that really doesn't, like, discriminate by age as well. Like, anyone's capable of doing it, and everyone everyone on the footy field is welcome and encouraged to do it. You know, like, uh, I use I use Koshi as, as my example, and I use him as my example a lot. Uh, I've said it before, most coachable guy in the club, um, but he is the quietest bloke in the club as well. Um and I've, I've really been working on him and tonight, like, I was shadowing him in, in a full ground drill we were doing and I was just at him every group, like, talk now, come on, talk early, make it directional, louder, louder. And I had to go up to him at the end of the drill and said, look, honestly, I'm not having a crack at you. I just really am going to keep pushing you and pushing you because we need to make it subconscious until it, sorry, we need to make it conscious and do it consciously until it becomes subconscious for you. Because for him, it's unnatural. Mm. Um, and I noticed that with a lot of the younger guys coming through in our system, it's just unnatural for them to talk. But when it comes to footy, like it, it can be like encouragement, it can be, it, it can be like directing traffic, it can be off ball, just letting guys know like, all right, push up, set up for the next play. Uh, but it has to be constant and it has to be everyone. It can't just be the same three to five blokes every week. Yeah. Um, and that's that's somewhere that, like, not blowing smoke up your ass, me, but you guys have gotten a lot better at in the couple of years that you've been away. You've played a bit of footy up in Perth. You've matured a little bit and you've come back and you've brought that bit of experience back. So, yeah, I might have, you know, spent a little bit of time mentoring you, but I think now you're at a point where you can start mentoring those younger blokes as well coming through. And with the confidence to do so, I mean, we've seen the way you go about the game, especially when we get your name right. Uh, <laughs> but the way you go about the game, it, it, it's, it's obvious that you have an understanding of the game. So you should be, at, you're at that level now where I think people are happy to look up to you and, and sort of mm-hmm. take you on as, as a leader and as, you know, as, a, as a, you know, a junior leader essentially. But I think... I think you go all the all the way about it the correct way, and I think that's what's really important. I think, and I think that's sort of what Snake's sort of just touching on there. I think if I'm not putting words in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just got just got to back yourself in because it's when it's where like I I notice it a lot with you guys. It's when you hesitate that that's when you really start to struggle. But if you just back yourself in and have a bit of confidence in yourself, that's when you guys look at your best. Not just the way you play, but just the way about you, that you go about your business. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really good. Uh, now, we'll, we'll give you a little second to, to get over that little blushing feeling you got there. You had a couple of pats on the back and everything. That's really good. Uh, so we'll go back to, and I'm not going to call you Callum. Don't give me that look. <laughs> <laughs> right, from now on, everybody who comes on the Feeding Frenzy. Where's the name tag? Name tag. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> How hard would that be to organise, surely? All right. So first game in, in, the, um, in, your, in your adult life. Um, and also you've been training for probably the better part of, what you, would you be close to six months by now, surely? Been training. Uh, yeah, well, I was here for a couple of weeks before the big, before the break. So. Before the uh, before the break, yep, the Rona. <laughs> yep, so uh, tell me, what, what is your impression of the coaching staff at this stage? 
coaching staff, you mean like, well, Stuart Tags? Tags, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good teacher. Um, wants to get the basics right and wants to, and the biggest thing is like the structure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which, alright, so it gives me, I guess, a good role, or not a role, but I know what to do. Yep. I guess, even if I only have played not much. Yeah, that's right. I mean, as we said, you know, the game time will come uh, before long, and I mean, even straight away from your training, from doing all the right things, much like we talked about a few weeks ago. I know you listened to the podcast. I don't know how many you've listened to, but I know we spoke with uh, Lockie McLeish about doing all the right things and getting involved in the league squad. Uh, much the same as you doing all the right things, you come to the team events, um, you're already kitted out in all your Sharks gear, which is a big plus for me. I like that. Uh, and you've got to start seeing the reward from that as well as the training, as well as the fitness. Um, so overall, it's, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a give and take situation. You know, as, as much as you give, you will get eventually. And you're starting to see the rewards of that. Um, so tell me, you, you haven't, uh, haven't played railways before. What, what, what are your expectations in this next game? Uh, for myself? Yeah, for yourself. Uh, probably, oh, probably maybe play a couple minutes per quarter. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, five, five plus minutes per quarter. So be involved in each quarter. Yeah, yeah, yep. and uh, go hard when I'm on, and then come off absolutely cooked. That's the way we do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, Jake uses his here for a, a good time, not a long, long time. Why one is we're not here to fornicate with arachnids, <laughs> and um, from what I saw, you don't do any of that when you're out on that field. Um, you know, like you said, you came off cooked those couple of times mm. you were out there, but you're hitting the ball really hard. You're hitting the you're hitting the opposition really hard. And what I said to you, um, if you remember, after the game was, you need to put that smile away. Because mm. you're, you're, you're a very, um, you, you seem to be a happy bloke. Does that? Yeah, very happy, yeah. 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 Do you get told that a lot in your personal life? Uh, I'll be, I'll, I'll get told that I don't get angry. That's the, <laughs> I, I, like nobody can. Nobody can upset angry. you. Yeah. What, what does it take for someone to accept you? Oh, I don't think I can even say. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna to have to we're gonna to have to poke the bear a little bit until we find out what that is and get you to put that smile away and go out there and just wreck people. <laughs> I think no. it's just a little bit off putting for me as well because like I thought accountants were supposed to be depressed messes. <laughs> that, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Maybe he's a bit manic. Oh, uh, either that or he's uh, <laughs> could be manic. <laughs> either maybe he's supposed to be in one of those uh, Wes Anderson films. <laughs> Oh, that was, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that was over my head. That was over your head. Oh, someone will get that. Someone out there listening will understand that and get that. That's all right. He has a very particular type whenever he casts his lead characters. They're always uh, quirky people in mundane, dead jobs, and they just, just don't quite just give, just give me a couple of couple of movies that he's directed. Edward Scissorhands. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Now, okay, now it's ringing bells. There we go. All right, we're on track. <laughs> all right, so um, it, ta- it takes a lot to get you angry. Mm-hmm. So we we can't call him the Hulk, <laughs> but um, so you you expected to do you expected to obviously get a bit of game time, mm-hmm. and then naturally your goal would probably be a part of the starting twenty uh, starting eighteen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, run out of uh, yeah. run out of quarter in a game. Yeah. yeah. That's so that's at this stage, what is your um, where do you think you'd be playing at this stage? Uh, in, in, on the ground. All over, probably more either in either pocket, forward or back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, so um, do, you, do you know much about either? Do you, I know you're a Carlton supporter, mm-hmm. um, which is a little bit of a sore point for me. I used to, I'll tell you something, um, Slate, you, you probably know this, you've listened to a few podcasts. I used to stir up and say that uh, 
Carlton were my favourite team because they were the Adelaide Crows recruitment squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not anymore. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, now we're playing one of your superstars to kick goals. Mm-hmm. So I'm not looking forward to when we go against us and we have to sit there and work out how many dollars per goal. <laughs> but <laughs> So you obviously watch a little bit of football. Or how, much, how much do you watch? Yeah, probably a couple of games each week. A couple yeah, games a week, yeah. So you've got a pretty good understanding of all the roles? Yeah. Yep. yeah. So which one do you think you're going to be more suited to, towards? Uh, probably... Half forward plank, yeah. Half forward plank, yeah, nice one. Well, um, yeah, we we'll wish you all the best with that one. Um, I think we'll have a we'll change change gears. What do you reckon? Go over to the shirt front of the shepherd. Yeah, I think we can go with that. Yeah, all right. I got I got one cooking up. Oh, I know you've got one cooking. Do you want to go first, or shall I? You you're welcome to go first. Yeah, I think so. And I think if he's listening, he'll be puckering at the moment because the sphincter, <laughs> Bo Thomason. <laughs> Uh, we missed this last week, so this goes back to two rounds ago, um, but it only came to it came to our attention um, a little bit later on in the piece after we recorded the last episode. Having a yak on the ground. Oh, uh, and a filthy one at that. How how early on was it? It was I, first it was, quarter. Mm, Definitely first quarter. After a big night on the sauce. Um, Look, I can't even throw out a shirt front of that. I've got to throw elbows. I'm going to have to sharpen him up and chuck one straight through his jaw because that is horrendous. I don't care if you're playing ones, twos. Like, um, you just got to have a bit more discipline than that. So, all good, um, you know, all good having a yak during pre-season because you're running your guts out. But, you know, getting on the getting on the beers a bit too heavily the night before that is uh, that is worth a big hit and. Uh, I'll, I just, mean, just those, before, those in the room know, but it was caught on camera and it is all over Facebook at the moment. Yeah, I don't think I want to touch that, to be honest. I'm not putting that on my page. We're a, we're a respectable page, don't you think? We might leave that one alone. Oh, no. Liam shared it about three times. Oh, yeah, he can yeah. share it to his heart's content, but we're, we're, we're respectable. Yeah, I wouldn't expect um, it to go on our Facebook No, page. certainly not. But, uh, this, is a, this is a family show, <laughs> but fucking. <laughs> so, right. big shirt front coming your way, Bo Thomason. You know what, I don't think he's coming a shirt front on this one. I think you said your right elbows, but I think not just anybody's elbows. I think we need some of the sharpest elbows around. And uh, anybody who's been listening in for the podcast for a little while would know that probably the sharpest elbow is going. We might be going back a few years. They belong to young Harley Coyne or senior Harley Coyne, I should say. So I think he's copying a Harley Coyne epic. Harley senior. Harley senior sharp elbow. That's what I think he cops on that one. Fair? Well, no, so he's taking over my segment now. Off you go. No, no, I just wanted a piece of it, mate. (laughs) Uh... Vince, over to you. Where you can shirt front or shirt front? Um, right? yeah, definitely a, a spear tackle. Spear tackle. <laughs> um, yeah, he wasn't even running as that much as well, so it's definitely not because he was unfit. It's because of the beers the night before. Yep. Yeah, definitely shirt front. I agree. Um, over to you, <laughs> over to you, Cameron. Now, keep in mind to because it takes a bit to get this fella fired up. Him rocking up half cut or you know feeling it from the night before means that someone like you who comes and trains every week and has been here for six months doesn't get a game shirt front or a shepherd oh mate I'd have to go shirt front for that one mate oh it sounds nice. like big sphincter is getting stretched <laughs> off tonight <laughs> oh no <laughs> 
mental image on that one. Thank you very much. Well done. <laughs> You're up. I'm up? All right. Uh, I've got another one for everybody, and this one's pretty ordinary as well. It's, all, it's, a, it's along the same flavour, uh, and that is a young Kyle Love. Uh, was not available for team selection on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to call it now, no love coming his way. <laughs> I, th- I think, yeah, I think once we find out what's going on, yeah, I think that'll be a uh, uh, yeah, resounding agreement from everybody. So, everybody who knows, uh, he wasn't on the Oval on Saturday, on Sunday, because he was busting shape Sunday night on the dance floor at studio. I think that's pretty poor. Uh, And then, to top it off, he goes and tries to put the blame on the holy grail of Sunday morning dirty bird feeds, and that's KFC. He tried to blame them for the food poisoning. So I think... I'm going to throw it over to you first, Snake. What do you reckon? For the listeners at home, you you probably can't tell, but the boys are looking at me now. The disappointment on my face is fierce. Oh yeah. And, um, that that one that that one really disappoints me. Um, I was I was really happy to see him back on the training track. Uh, I was really expecting big things. He played last week, didn't he? Yeah. Got a few touches. Wasn't too shabby. Um, you know, needed a bit of WD forty, bit of rust to shake off, but. Uh, but yeah, really, really disappointing effort. So I'm going to poleaxe the prick and um, big shirt front coming your way, Kyle Love. Pull your head in, stay off the dance floor, get back on the training track. Over to you, Vince, what do you reckon? Yeah, definitely shirt front. He loves the 146, I think, as well. Oh. I don't know the full story about the food poisoning, but yeah, they probably definitely needed him out there on the weekend as well, so... And I've seen him dance, and it's average. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. He, he, like shu- he shuffles from side to side, but there's no Melbourne shuffle about it, you know what oh, I mean? Like, really? Yeah. Tazzy two-step, mate. Yes. <laughs> yes. He loves to dance. Oh. All right, over to you, Cameron. What do you reckon? Now, keep in mind, we, we, we mentioned just before on the same, on the same note that, um, you know, he, him rocking up for a game under the weather would, would mean that you wouldn't get a game you got your debut thanks to him shirt front or a shepherd yeah I'll have to go to shepherd on this one oh, love it that's over the debut yeah I, I, I will pay that purely for the fact that you got you got your, your time in the sun and now you've got another game coming up this week so I think that was a necessary evil so I'll pay I, I, I agree with him on that yeah well just remember Cam not here to make friends <laughs> no, that's right uh, and we'll throw just a quick cheeky one I have to throw it myself Starting podcast, I had everything organised and I've called Vince, J Vince. I've got the wrong way around again. So I've got the twins mixed up on the so podcast. Did you call who? I called Vince <laughs> J. <laughs> Good save. Good yeah. save. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tongue tied in my own head. So I think I'm just chucking that out there. I think that's a self shepherd if if that can be a uh, self uh, shirt front if it can be done. It's got to be over to you, Vince. What do you reckon? Um. A bit of both. A bit of both. Mostly shirt front because he's been talking to me all night. Yeah. But, yeah, we are pretty identical, so... Nah, shirt front. Shirt front. Yeah. Good man. <laughs> nah, I agree with that. <laughs> hey, I'm just going to let him go. I, try, I tried to shepherd, but he was just too quick for me. It's, it's on you. Yeah, I agree. All right. <laughs> I think that's more than fair. All right, so we'll keep rolling, guys. Um, 
So we were talking a bit offline before we started recording about uh, what Jamie does as far as leadership's concerned. Uh, and Slate, you were saying it's probably vastly different to what we've had in the past just purely because, you know, as we said uh, before we started recording today, we've been working at getting wins for a long time up until now. Uh, and obviously for different reasons it hasn't worked. So Jamie's come in with a different formula. How is it sort of sitting at the moment as far as the playing group's concerned? How are they taking the idea of, of someone coming in from the outside with a different different sort of mindset, different views, different goals? I mean, I think they're embracing it. Our, our, our leadership group has been essentially dismantled by guys not being able to play through injury, guys playing at other clubs, guys moving to Perth, so on and so forth. Um, so, but, but those of us that are still there from previous seasons have always been of the belief that you don't need a title to lead. Um, and, uh, you know, he's he's got a bit more of a, to, I think we use the term totalitarian approach. Uh, so rather than having a leadership group, he's got his captain, he's got his vice captain. They, they perform certain roles on game day. Um, and, uh, and, and then from there, like his word is is gospel, and I actually really appreciate that because he's actually got a really positive approach to the development of the young blokes, and there's not a too many cooks spoil the broth uh, sort of um, scenario happening there. It's just literally focusing on the future. These this is how it's going to be according to Jamie. Um, Tate and J-Lo go out there and implement his his will and everybody's buying into it. So what's there not to like? Yeah, I think that's a pretty, pretty fair way to sum it up. Um, what isn't to like about it? Vince, you've been playing... You, you played last season up in Perth. Yeah. Uh, whereabouts were you playing up there at them? Um, I was playing for Osborne Park. Okay. Which, yeah, is... Sort of north of the city. Yep. But yeah, around that area, Osborne Park. Yep. Uh, what can you tell us about sort of coming back? So when you left, you you were left. Um, Chubb would have been the yeah yeah the lead coach at the time. Um, tell me, firstly, what was the difference between him and, and the coaching sort of staff you saw up in Perth? Um, I think it was more professional down here, definitely. Okay. But I think the standard up there is about the same as GSFL down here. The coach, yeah, because the coaching was a player coach as well. So he was, he was thirty, whereas Chubb was, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, thirty two, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Chubb definitely had more experience, whereas yeah, the other coach down in Perth was, he's good. He's actually playing for Denmark at the moment. So, oh right. Yeah. Shout out to him. But yeah. What's, what's his name? Jared Gardner. I, yeah. Snakes, snakes I played play. on him in round one and kicked three goals on me. Won't <laughs> <laughs> wasn't on me, I'll say that. Okay, that's alright then. Uh, so then obviously when you came back, uh, Jamie Rand was at the helm at the time when you've when you've returned. Yep. Uh, how does that differ again? Uh, I think Jamie Jamie from what I understand, I haven't actually personally had a chance to sit down and have a chat with him and get to know him myself. I'm just sort of working on what I've heard. Um, 
sort of has a it seems to have a sort of an old school feel about his approach to footy. How does how does that sort of what what, what can you tell me about it? Would you was that a fair assessment? Would you call it an old school approach? Yeah, he he's pretty he tries to um how do I say? There's no, there's no wrong or right answers here. It's just all, we're just we're just trying to get a feel and just trying to explain. Yeah, he's a people person, I guess. Like he yep. tries to talk to every player and yeah get to know them pretty well as well yep like he offered to pay for Jay's boots because he wanted to tell us apart <laughs> and yeah just yeah I rate him as a coach as well yeah that's all I've got to say I guess no that's alright more, more like, being said I, like I think little gestures like that are invaluable as yeah. well like it really makes you feel valued as a person and sort of you and I spoke about it Bryce but like getting getting V on here like individually because not only through the podcast but through the club like we want to give these guys separate identities yeah because their whole life they've been sort of you know two halves of one person to a lot of people and that's not the case the you look know? on his face when you just said that <laughs> it's the look on your face then when he said the two halves of one person what what was going through your head when he just said that line Talk. oh Nothing really. <laughs> the face said something else. What, what were you thinking there? Was it just a bit of a funny way of putting it? Have you oh, heard that before? No, yeah, I have heard it before, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. Probably heard it from I me, mean, to be honest, the other week when no. we were talking yeah, about how, yeah. how you do certain things left handed and he does certain things yeah. right handed. But well, I say we share half a brain. They're not <laughs> the sharpest tool in the shed, but yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, like he's. As I said, like he's been really good with the young blokes, really positive with them, focused completely on development, on on the process, not on results in, in these early stages. He signed up for a long time, not necessarily for a good time, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to reverse it there. Um, but, you know, he's come in with a multi-year plan, and that's, that's another thing I really like about him, whereas, you know... Other coaches in the past have come in with like a win now mentality. Yeah. And he's fully dedicated to this rebuild and he said, Yeah, I'm gonna be here for this whole time and we are just gonna chip away bit by bit and we're gonna improve bit by bit until you know, until we really have this sense of belonging in the league. And it's not about wins and losses, it is just about respect. And it's about doing little things like making sure that everybody gets up in the bar, whether we're playing at home or playing away, everybody gets up in the bar after a game, wearing their club shirt, wearing their black pants and having a beer, having a cool drink with the opposition, um, not just sitting in our own little groups, but mingling with the opposition as well. And I think that's really important as well. You know, just showing showing a bit of pride in, in what we do and we're not here to be to be a laughing stock or just to make up numbers. We are we mean business and we're here to stay yeah and also you know you talk about going upstairs for a beer or a cool drink whatever it be um, you know I think last year Denmark said no sorry I think it was Mount Barker actually they went out of their way to come upstairs and bring everybody upstairs and have a beer with us and asked that we did the same when we went across and played them we obviously took the bus last year went across there and sort of stayed back for a little bit and had a beer with them and it's important for us to as you know, country footballers to make sure that we're uh, supporting our, our clubs because the clubs don't survive without the money 
that you get through through the bar takings and things like that. You know, the yes, your subs pay for for bits and pieces, but uh, I think most of us will find that it mostly goes to insurance. You know, um, I don't know. Can you give us an account of insider <laughs> just perspective? No, you're not going anywhere near it. All right, fair enough. Um, but uh, yeah, so we talk about Jamie. Um, pretty fair to say that he's an old school footballer. What do you think, State? Is that a fair assumption? Just a, a at a glance. Yeah, he's he's definitely got an old school mentality, but a little bit of a new school approach with this whole rebuild idea. Yeah, yeah. So how does that contrast against someone like Stuart Tags, who is, as far as I'm concerned, the new age profit when it comes to, maybe profits a bit over the top, but. <laughs> but I'm sure he doesn't mind that actually. But, but, but very, very sort of new age, very um, modern sort of style of game. How does that sort of contrast for you guys, like looking across at, at the way we train or the, the way that the bloods go about the game? I'll start with you, Vince. Well, speaking back on Jamie, he is probably the first coach that has accepted the league sharks as a rebuild. Like he says he's there for three years and so on. And yeah. On tags, it, he is a win now coach. I think, mm. like, from training with him sometimes as well. Yeah, he's yeah, he's implemented good drills and for game style as well. I think. Yeah, I haven't had much experience with tags though. So. But that but that word identity that we used about you just a moment ago has come up again because that was his goal was was not necessarily like a game style he created a game style to work with the personnel that he had, KYP, Know Your Personnel. Um, he was more interested in coming, taking on the coaching role of the reserve side and taking away that reserves uh, persona. Stigma, uh, I think stigma. you call it. Yeah. Stigma is probably the better word to describe it. Um, and giving them their own identity and calling them the Bloods. He did it at Cottesloe Footy Club and it was successful. Yep. Um, he's done it with the Sharks' blood side and it has been somewhat successful. Um, and, and, you know, he's only had a, a very small um, window of opportunity to develop that so far. But I think, like, I think the world is their oyster with our blood side at the moment um, there is definitely there's definitely the stocks there um, to be able to make something of this they're getting like 20 odd to 30 odd on the training track twice a week every week um, so it's only a matter of time before he becomes this prophet that you speak of <laughs> um, but for now yeah he's He's um, he's he's a man to be respected. He's given a lot to the club, and he's had a pretty tough time lately. Um, just you know, with the early stages of his young fella, um, in and out of hospital. But um, I think with a clean bill of health, um, he would be able to do some great things uh, with the next year or two of this sh- of this blood side. And I, but I think it's pretty easy to forget too. And I mean, I, I'm not sitting with a you know with a rule book or a, a sorry a history book in front of me of the Sharks Footy Club, but just as far as what I have seen in my short time here, 
probably last year was one of our most successful reserve side to date. Um, and I know we thought going into that season that was the first time the Bloods had won back-to-back. Uh, Chris Ayres and um, the Troglodyte have told me otherwise. Uh, under Chris Ayres' coaching, they actually met, managed to, uh, sorry, one back-to-back win. But last year we actually pulled it off twice off the top of my head. I could be wrong on that one, but we, we, I know we definitely did it a couple of times and had more wins than we had previously under Tay. Uh, sorry, before before anybody else. Uh, we have talked about Ricky Inman a lot of, on this show. We talk about him having to take the role of coach that nobody wanted, uh, and then all of a sudden somebody who somebody's come up in Stuart Tags who wants to be there for the two hundred point floggings that we copped back in the day. Uh, exactly what you said, KYP. He knows his boys. He knows his cattle. He knows what he's going to be looking at year after year, and he's developed a game style to suit that. Um, he's inclusive of. Everybody that comes around, he's got a high five or a, or a, or a you know, some sort of, you know, uh, interaction with every individual player. Um, you'll back me on that one. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I think, yeah, as I said, it's, it, he's a contrasting personality to uh, Jamie in some sense, but not, I, I wouldn't say in, for either of them in a bad way. Do you know what I mean? I think if if we had two identical coaches come up for Resis and League, I think it would become uh, a bit plain, I guess. But also we wouldn't learn anything. I don't know. What do you think, Snake? Have we ever seen identical coaches before? Or, or to, a, to a degree? I know, I know I'm sort of stretching the old brains there. Yeah, but you're making me flick back through the archives. And, and this is the um, beauty. I'll just, just while he does have a think about it, this is the beauty of doing a live... We'll, to a certain degree, a live podcast because once we hit record, we're we're on and we're recording, and that's it. That's this is what you get, you know. If we muck it up, we muck it up, you know. So, this is just the beauty of it. This is where the ums and the ahs come from. But it's it's live and it's you know. Cameron, will tell you, look at my look at my run sheet. How how organised <coughs> are we? Extremely. Extremely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tell everybody a bit about it for those who can't it's see it. Doctor Scribble. Look at it. It's can you name read it? Just to make sure that his mum is coming. Has he even right spelled now? Cameron right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he spelled it like the rapper. Yeah. <laughs> no. Cam yeah. apostrophe Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I think that goes hand in hand with with your nickname for him though, because obviously you're trying to make uh, candy stick, which I'm I, I'm I'm coming around. <coughs> this, so I've spelled it like the rapper. In which goes over your candy. Irrelevant. <laughs> uh, just coaches sh- shifting attention back to your question of coaches and um, approaches. Bit of alliteration on the back end for you. Um, that was rhyming. Yeah, no, I, I tried. See, now you're trying to be the. <coughs> All right, back on target. Here um, we go. I. Look, I can't think of any specific examples. There have been... Would you say similar coaches? Yeah, there have been coaches that would sort of, rather than complement each other in an opposites attract kind of way, coaches that have complemented each other in that their approaches were similar, but there hasn't been that cohesiveness between the coaches in the past until this year really yeah where you've got a lead coach with his intended game plan uh, set out for training 
and then a twos coach, a Colts coach, a sixteens coach that have sixteens uh, coach, sorry, that have all come on board and said, "Yep, all right, <coughs> we're going to implement that." Yep. You know the the younger coaches say your top your Tom Bowles and your Harley Coins, they go, "Okay, we're going to implement that," but we can't necessarily achieve that at the same level. So we're going to simplify it a bit. We're going to do it this way so that those Colts guys, you know, they're, they're training those drills um, with their group. And then when you're Max Bakers, you Luke Juniors, um, your Jackson Koshers, when they come up and train with the senior group, it's not new to them. You know, they're, they're still doing the same stuff. It's just another level again. And that was, uh, that was, that was Tags' dream uh, late last year. That was how he wanted to approach um, approach this year when he, you know, gallantly put his hand up for the lead coaching job, and uh, I, I'm I'm really glad that we actually have that, as I said, cohesiveness between our coaching group now, because we've never really had that before. There's always been a bit of butting of heads and um, a, a bit of a too many cooks. Uh, in the kitchen kind of vibe about our about our coaching group so mm. and I think the thing is you know we look at the, the coaching being so vastly different uh, just purely because of that's what's been available to us at and the it's moment. and it's a tough job oh for sure uh, you, you obviously do a lot of coaching for we used to sorry previously you've done coaching of the yeah, not, under 14s not this year but I've done like I've coached under 14s and it is tough and whether you're coaching kids or coaching adults, like I don't envy the guys that are in that position. I coached a team and that and, and they were, you know, fully independent of any other group. Um, coaching within a club, totally different story again. Mm. And that, as I said, we've, we've had to work with what's been available to us previously. Uh, but at the, and I think at the end of the day, when you look at it, the Sharks as a football club, on, uh, you know, on the whole, have always had to sort of do things just a little bit differently. And um, I'll take you back to a conversation that I had with Jeff Oldfield, our previous previous president. Um, and that was an article that he and I were discussing about the need for country footballers to, uh, country football as a whole, to adapt or die. Basically, those, those were the choices that were laid out in front of you. I mean, you don't see a lot of football clubs uh, you don't see many football clubs start anymore do you I mean I, I, Vince you might be able to tell us in Perth were there many emerging football clubs that you sort of came across not that I know of they were all pretty old footy teams as well yeah. we played against Cottesloe speaking of that as well yeah well yeah, yeah Cottesloe uh, I think slightly older than us um, yeah, they'd, they'd, they'd have roughly a 10 to 15 year history. Yep. When Tags joined them, they'd had a reserve side for a couple of years. And that was when he came on board and said, all right, I'm going to give you guys your own identity. And, mm. you know, the rest is history. They won a premiership under under his leadership. And that was, that was what sort of said, said to him because him and I were friends at uni before all that and he knew he was coming to Albany for work and he said to me like I want to join the Sharks I want to be a part of something special I want to bring that that experience that I've had there and emulate it with you guys yeah and and so that sort of goes um, exactly what I was saying that that was a Perth 
club that was starting up. Um, Cameron, you're obviously not really going to be an expert on this one, so we'll, we'll give you a pass on this one, mate. But you're not really going to see many football clubs starting up nowadays, and it is a, it is a case of adapt or, or perish, unfortunately. And that was a conversation that Jeff and I had. And you even look at our um, the staff that we have on board, you know, uh, we've got... Uh, we didn't. We didn't actually. I haven't actually gone through and confirmed. But as far as we are aware, we have the GSFL's first ever female president in Tracy Blaskow. Um, you know, she started off as a secretary. Oh, she probably started off in the in the canteen. You know, at first. Uh, and I think she actually said that in a Sharks Tales um, newsletter, which we all receive on our emails. You've seen that one, have yep. you, Cameron? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, two weeks ago, she put through a. A bit of an article I guess um, and what what she sort of told me about it when I spoke to her about that was she said rather than putting the standard oh, unfortunately the league and reserves both got beaten but promising sides blah 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 she said you know she could write that but what does it mean so and I'm probably plagiarizing slightly what she said there it wasn't exactly what she said but what she what she wanted to do was was put something that had some heart and some feeling into it so rather than doing the, the standard you know um, write up like you're a sports reporter. What she's done is she's she she's told everybody why she's at the Sharks, and she started off something as I said. I think it did actually start with um, she began in the canteen, and then she started doing little bits and pieces because her sons were at the footy club. And even now, uh, as we've mentioned, Bryce moved over to Mount Barker Football Club, um, but she's still here. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's that sort of thinking, rather than doing the usual, is exactly what we need to see. Uh, and Cameron, you were for the first time you got you you, uh, you might you might have been around at other games. Have you been been along to a couple of games? No. Yeah. No. Okay. So this is the first one that you came down for. Oh no, I have seen one. I went to the Denmark. Yeah. Did you go one. into the um? Did you go to the change rooms for that game? Yep. Yep. Now you would have seen Matt Bishop, uh, lead the squad on that game. Yep. And then this week you would have seen Stuart Tags. Mm-hmm. As far as pre-game speeches are concerned, a bit of a difference? Uh, very different. Yeah. Very different. You want yeah. to tell us a bit about it from what you saw? Yeah, so I can't remember the map, but it was very quite intense Yep. for tags, um, very pumping up. Uh, yeah. Wise. Adrenaline. And, and yeah, exactly. Crazy. And um, I think he said that he's, that wasn't even his usual um, pump-up no, speech. No, <laughs> that's not his usual routine. But that that's exactly what we've come to see from tags is an, an electrifying startup speech he's he's a he's a motivator he's he does all these really great things uh and exactly the same as what i said with tracy you know we seem to attract we've seen to attract these right people where tracy's gone about things just a little bit differently in her, in her last write-up because she didn't want to do the same thing tags as jake and i've said a couple of times is building identity and part of that is him getting to know everybody personally and firing each and every individual player up personally before the game so rather than go right oh boys we're going to stick to this we're going to play man on man we're going to do this blah 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 he goes out there and he lists every player on his bench on his he starts with the bench and then he goes on to his field he lists every individual player and he gives them all a bit of a fire up you know I love the way you go about it you're going to play really big today you're going to do this for me today and he's just energetic and he's excited and because he sort of he feels like he's still a player you know when you see it you feel like you're not you're not getting told, um, you know. You, you could basically see him, and I have seen it. You could see him put on a pair of boots and say, "Come on, boys, off we go." 
you know, it, it's it's follow me. It's not you go and do. Do you know what I mean? It's um, it's a very sort of different way of maybe maybe it's not different overall, but it's it's different from what we've seen. It's different to any of the coaches that we've had previously in the reserves. Snake, you you probably haven't seen. Have you seen the fire up sort of speech from Tags yet? Oh, I just the odd one. Just the odd one. Yeah, I gen I generally miss them. I'm either out watching the Colts or yep. um. Or having having to keep myself by that stage, but um, they're pretty exciting, though, aren't they? Yeah, it's when you do get to witness one, they are pretty exciting. And if you if you're in the room, like it sends tingles down your spine. Just like he said, that that individualism that he has with all his players, Mm. um, it's it's a real like Damien Hardwick sort of approach Mm -hmm. for me. Um, Just has that real like individual connection with his personnel and. really brings out the best in blokes. You know, Ty- Tyrone Williams is probably one of the better examples for me. Yep. Um, has been around the club for a number of years and has played by far his best footy under tags. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and I, I think the other thing too, just on that sort of um, train of thought, Jarvis Jones, I had a chat with him uh, after the after the game and as the sorry after after the speech as the boys were running out, and he said he said to me he finally got to see what all the fuss is about as far as tags is concerned. You know he 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 actually got to see the fire up speech. He got to see what it means for every individual player to see it. And there might be some people on the outside who might look at tags and go, "What's this guy doing?" But you know when someone like Jarvis has a look and you know you can tell anybody who's met Jarvis knows he's a very smart man. You can tell that pretty pretty much the second you meet him. Uh, as well as being very friendly and all those sorts of things, but when he takes a takes a bit of a look at someone and says, "I like what he's doing," mm-hmm. you know, you know, you're in good hands, and um, yeah, I think that's I think that's what's important, and we've said it plenty of times. We seem to attract the right side of, type of people overall. It's not always right. We don't always get it right. We we do attract some people who aren't in it for the long haul and all those sorts of things, but then we attract people like Cameron. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I, 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 just on the Jarvo thing, like I, I rate his opinion highly, mm-hmm. and um, and being a Kiwi, he's probably an All Blacks man, and a lot of what Tags does is taken from the All Blacks handbook as well. <laughs> Your <He's>, Blacks like, Bible, <laughs> exactly. Like he's not, he's not backwards about being forwards about that. He. You know, he's sweeping the sheds mentality. Yeah, that's a that's um, a big one. He he takes a lot a lot of what he instills in his players from the All Blacks, um, and you know it's like all that stuff is universal. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, Jarbo is a really good guy to have around the club, and like you said, for him to be standing up and sort of taking notice of guys of guys like Tags who put a lot of love and passion into what they do. Um, it's a great thing, but I, I wish more people would would come and see it, like come and get in that room and, and see what the feeling's like before a game because I think they'd be more willing to stick around and watch and, we, you know, with a bigger crowd, those guys those guys in the blood side might be willing to turn on a little bit more as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, tell me, Vince, have you had a, have you had a bit of a sneak, at, sneak peek at Texas? Oh, I haven't. I've heard rumours and stuff, oh. but... I've heard he puts music on sometimes and yeah, tries I'll... to rev the players up. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't actually been inside. Yeah, he loves a bit of rap. Witnessed. 
Yeah, hopefully, hopefully yeah. the tunes come back this week because it wasn't quite the same without it. It was it was still really good, and considering he builds that much energy just by him standing there and getting everybody on on board, you know, it's not like he started saying right, everybody clap, and then he starts you know going through his his um, his routine sort of thing. So once once the music comes back in, I think it's going to be a big one for him. I think he needs that uh, to back him up a little bit. I think it sort of makes him feel at home as well. So. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's, it's important. I think you, I think you sort of hit the nail on the head there, Snake. When people like Jarvis stand up and have a look and think we're onto something here, and then at the player group, playing group, sort of getting behind um, Jamie Ram so much as they have, as far as the, the the top tier sort of players are concerned, and just just while we're before before I get out, out of control here, I just want to just be very clear and say that this, uh, I talk a lot about tags because I've got a little respect for him. I, I wouldn't say that I. I, I've had some headbutts with him. This, um, you, you know, he's he's a hard, hard bloke to please. Uh, and, and just just while we're on this subject, I just want to say that this isn't in, in any way a negative view of Matty Bishop, who did a great job for the boys, looking after everybody for the couple of weeks while Tags been away. Just want to make sure that's very clear. You know, we we just want to sort of let everybody know that we, we, we really support Tags and everything he does, but not at the expense of what anybody else does. Matty Bishop did a great job um, taking all those trainings while Tags was unavailable, and he's also doing a good job uh, sort of keeping around Tags and actually mentoring him a little bit, which is nice to see. So it's good to see Tags finally got some backup. Well, not not finally, but it's mm. good to see he's got some really good backup in in the coaching staff that we've got in, in this in this great lineup that we've sort of got at the moment. Yeah, well, two, two very different approaches to that like personable side of themselves both very approachable um, mm-hmm. but Tags is you know being a little bit younger um, he's and and just the way he goes about it, about his business he's more likely to come up and be your mate um, Bishow I get along with very well very knowledgeable um, and has quite an interesting and successful resume when it comes to football, um, especially with his work in the US. Yep. Um, so great to have that experience coming to the table. He's he's helped with the success of AFL in the USA, um, and for him to be able to bring all that back and um, you know we see it with guys like Callum Bolsha coming in and having no experience with AFL and, and the way that guys like him are developing every week. Leroy Vandendal, um developing and developing as time goes on. Um, Bishow is a real good hand to have in that. So I think it's a bit of yin and yang with, yeah. with those two. Um, not to say that they are polar opposites. No, not but, at all. But the two of them sort of go hand in hand. Yeah. And hopefully from that they can build a um, you know like a really good relationship and they can make uh, you know make the best out of the fact that they've both got uh, so much to offer. Uh, so it's, yeah, like I said, I just wanted to make sure that was clear that we it wasn't a uh, wasn't a slag <laughs> maybe Bishop by any by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, yeah, just before Snake's just going to quickly sneak out the the, uh, the studio door here. So whilst he does that, we'll get the boys prepared. So we're going to. S- but once Snake returns, we're going to get ready for the contested ball. Uh, you fellas are both... I know, uh, Cameron, you've listened to the contested ball. Last week's. Yeah. What, do you rate it so far, as, so, as far as Jake's new segment? 
bit of fun or a bit silly? What do you reckon? Yeah, a bit of fun, yeah. Yeah? yeah? He's not here, so he, he won't yeah. know whatever you say <laughs> until he goes back and listens to this a couple of days later. Uh, Vince, what do you reckon? Have you, had, you haven't listened to it yet? Um, I've listened to one a couple of weeks ago, maybe. Yep. I don't mind it, yeah. Don't mind bit it? Of fun, yeah. Bit of fun. Do you think you can think like the snake? I don't know. I've I got every question wrong when I was playing along. <laughs> but, yeah. Look, we'll see, I, we'll see, I guess. I, I got every question wrong too, especially when he throws Adelaide Crows under the bus, because yeah. I want to be a fan of that. Uh, but I, I have to say, I did really pre- I did really like Roscoe's uh, enthusiasm last week, <laughs> jumping, jumping in before the answers were read. I, I thought he was onto something, so uh, got to rate him on that one. Um, now, uh, while we wait for Snake to come back, Vince, you've been around the club for, what did we just, probably this, this, this is my third, third year, year yeah. including, not including your, your gap year in Perth, is that yeah. right? Yeah, third year. So, you would have obviously seen Jeff Oldfield be around during your playing years. Yeah, for a couple of years. For a couple yeah. of years. Did you happen to see him on, have you seen him on game day since? Maybe, I don't think I... Maybe in the background and stuff. Yeah, okay. Not um, sure. Snake's just sitting back in the couch now, so I ask the same question. Have you, you've seen a bit of Jeff getting around since the, uh, you know, um, this year, especially since he's no longer president, but he's still a part of the club, obviously. Yeah, he, he pops his head in a bit. Um, he does do timekeeper duties for yeah. us. Not, not, like, every game. Like, when he was president, he was probably doing more timekeeper duties. I think he was only he's... doing timekeeper <laughs> duties. <laughs> Uh, well, on game, no, so he was he was essentially stuck up there. Yeah, is what exactly, I'm trying to say. I'm exactly. not trying to say that's all he did. Exactly, but I think yeah, he's um he's taken a little bit of a lighter load with that as well this year with his um you know with his first grandchild being born as yeah. well. So he he wanted a bit more freedom and and he's got it. But it is great to see him getting down and being welcomed down by the rest of the club. Um, there's no hard feelings towards him for stepping away. Oh, absolutely. Um, and that is not just my opinion, that is the opinion of many, many people. So, yeah. Jeff, if you're listening, we'd love to see a bit more of you, but uh, yeah, just get down when you can and do what you can, and the boys love to see you. You know, I've seen in the last two weeks, especially because we played the last, our last two games at home, and I think it's everything that he, in his power, to not skip around because he's that happy just getting around watching footy and get to, you know, having a chat with people rather than being stuck up in the timekeeper's office. He's, he just seems so happy at the moment. Well, that's that's the Jeff that I remember as vice president, you know? Like, he, he did it, he had a massive workload when he had that role as well, but he was a much happier bloke. When he took over the presidency, you know, it, it wore him pretty thin because he had a massive workload. And, yeah, he had, like, your Tracy Blasco's and your Ashley Williamson's to back him up. But he took on... And and it, w- it was probably his own worst enemy in in this respect as well. But he took on way more than he should have. Mm-hmm. Um, and he probably wasn't willing to let go of a, cert- of a certain few roles. So, you know, what happened, happened. Um, it is what it is. And... I think it was for the best for both parties. You know, the club is moving forward and, and we've got a wider scope of people that are taking on those roles yeah. um, in the volunteering side of things. And he's got that little bit extra freedom that he can watch his grandson grow and, um, you know, get away when he needs to get away and go camping because we all, we all know he loves to pack up shop and go up north for four weeks at a time completely out of range and off the grid. 
I think he used to have to do it to reset his batteries. Now he does it for fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As I said, I think it took everything in his power not to be skipping around. He was having that much fun getting around and just, just you know, being a part of football again rather than um, having to be on the receiving end of all the dramas. Exactly, being sociable. Mm. What he loves best, no doubt. Now, Slate, now that you've settled back into the couch, you look all nice and comfortable again. You've taken up your seat on the throne. Are we ready for the contested ball? Yeah, I'm good to go. Oh, yeah. So, first thing we need to do, of course, is test the buzzers. So, so gentlemen, uh, if you've listened to previous episodes, which I know you have because I asked you to do your research, uh, there'll be a series of three multiple-choice questions. You'll be asked to buzz in with your nicknames, which we discussed before the microphones were on. Uh, so, boys, without any further ado, the man to my left, I'm going to ask you to buzz in with your nickname first. V. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> One syllable. I've spoken v. about that before. Yep. Um, and further down the couch, can you please buzz in with your preferred nickname? Candy. Yes. <laughs> yes, two from two. Like all right, it. you boys are all, already on a good track. Uh, so remember, four multiple choice questions. The answers may or may not be uh, subjective. Um, so I'd recommend that you think like the snake rather than thinking like V or Candy respectively. Uh, do we have any questions before I get into the questions? No. Good to go? Right, first question. Best band of best brand great start. Best brand of boots. A Adidas. B Asics. C Nike or D Crossblades. Candy. B Asics. Oof unfortunately not according to Snake. V. V I'll let you answer I believe you wear Nikes, so. Now, I could, oh. see, I was a bit, I was a bit unsure about putting this one on. Well done to Candy because I did wear Asics this evening, but I do somehow, by a twist of fate, this year own two pairs of boots this year, and my pink Nikes are my favourite. So feel free to call me cute boots if I ever have to buzz in with a nickname. <laughs> Alright, so one point to V. Uh, question two. Melbourne Footy Club. A. Have a great list on paper. B. Have a major culture issue. C. Probably shouldn't have made the 2018 preliminary final. D. All of the above. Kiwi. I'm going to throw this one over to four. Some. Oh, look, Kiwi candy, candy started first, but V's lovely uh, single syllable. One syllable. Definitely won it. Sorry, mate, you've been done. Um, v. D. Yeah, it's always D, all of the above. <laughs> oh, I think you showed your hand there from last week's episode, Snake. But... Yeah, I got, I'm, I'm going to have to stop it with the all of the above. So. <laughs> I was going to go with A, but then I heard D, so... <laughs> yeah, Snake loves the D. Alright, should I, should I ask the third question? You have to ask. And Dustin? All right. What are you talking about, Dunn and Dustin? Gentlemen, 20 days in a row of AFL. A, 
should become an ongoing thing like the NBA season. B. Will result in a lot more soft tissue injuries. C. Is the best thing to happen to the AFL since the shirt front. Rest in peace. Or D. All of the above. V. D. Three nothing. V oh. <laughs> runs away with it. We'll be seeing him in the semi finals. He's a, he's he's in the prime position now for the semi finals. He's the only one with three points, so he's right to the top of the ladder. Absolutely. Well done. V. On percentage, you are in with a very big chance. Yeah, look, looking like he's going to finish as the minor premier at this stage. <laughs> I would say so. I would say so. That's pretty good. All right, so we we'll have to we we'll have to watch the. Uh, Ease up on the D steak. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to ease up on the all of the above, but I was thinking of these ones on the fly this evening. Nah, yeah, you've done all right, mate. You've done all right. You know what? I want to throw a, just a bit of um, bit of one to think about for next week. I want I want to I want to know what your opinion is on high socks, pulling the socks Oof. all the way up. So you got to pencil that in for me for next week, all right? Hey, we just had Wacker last week. He would have been the ideal person to ask that, oh, ask really? that question to. He's the only yeah, person, think... only bloke in the club. Well, in in like in regular league side, yeah. I I can't speak for the Bloods. I haven't really taken the time to take any notice. But he's the only bloke in our league side that wears his socks up. I I wear them up too. Always have, always will. I was taught to. Yeah. As as a young bloke, and I did until about. Don't don't give it all away for anybody listening for next week. Oof. Yeah, so yeah, so the the answer will not be D. I might have up. to keep. I might have to keep that one for a couple of weeks. All right, we'll sit on that one. It's a good one though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. See, more than just a pretty beard over here. Well done, V. You thought like the snake, and you come away with the uh, come away with the victory so far. Good luck next week, Cameron. Hopefully, or next time you're on the show. I will say, like, I, I like the nickname Candy, and I don't think we should go away from that. But one one syllable nicknames are the way to go. I think they are. Not just for a buzzer, just... For the footy field as well. Life in general. Yeah. Yeah, yep. absolutely. I think you're right. You're onto something there. Now, listen, um, we've had two wonderful guests with us this week. Um, Vince, we've talked a fair bit to you about footy and everything so far, so we've, we've had a bit of a chat with you, but Cameron, you've been a little bit quiet. We've, <laughs> there's been a lot to go through, <laughs> and obviously uh, you knew the club on debut uh, last week. Once again, on the starting starting team this week, which is really good. So congratulations for being in the starting 22. Um, just want to touch base with you. For, first thing I want to talk about is the fact that you are... I think you said that you're from the same hometown as my as one of my favourite footballers. Yeah, Tex Walker. Yeah, Broken yeah. Hill. Broken Hill, yeah. yeah. So what was the decision to come over to Western Australia? How long have you been in WA for? Uh, I've been in Albany for a year and a half now. Uh, I... It went to uni in Adelaide for four years and then I got a job in Port Lincoln in South Australia. Yeah. And then I come over for um, the job at, that I currently have. Yeah, nice. And um, out of all that, somehow we've made a Carlton supporter out of you. Explain us that decision. How did that happen? So oh, that I was pushed on to that by my father. Yeah. yeah. So when he was growing up, they were winning. And so that's how he made his decision. And then he uh, indoctrinated me. Very good. I, I like the fact that Snake, you notice he uses the big words like yourself. I think you two are going to get on just fine, I think. I like indoctrinating. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm going to write that one down. That add, a, that, add that to my notes. That is a new word for the feeding frenzy. Absolutely. That is a good one. Well done. Uh, and did your mum have any um, any sway on the footy team decision? No, no, she's a 
blue from a pronoun. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one. So, not bad for the uh, Adelaide recruitment squad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um, and you mentioned you a bit of an avid golfer as well. Tell us a bit about your golfing career. So, basically, um, from probably when I was four, 12 to 14, I started golfing and um, basically played a couple of times a week until I moved to uni when I didn't have enough time, basically. Um, and my greatest kind of fame was I was able to win the C-grade <laughs> championship yep. as a junior, which was pretty nice. Uh, I think I won by like 20 strikes or something. So, oh, wow. So, yeah, that was pretty nice. Yeah. So, so did you take to get in the lower grade? Huh? Sorry? Did you did you take to get down into the C-grade rather than playing the B-grade where you probably belong? No, no, I think uh, after the C-grade championship, I, I did get put, um, I would have been into the B-grade okay. afterwards, yeah. Yeah. And you got chopped every week, didn't you? No, no, that well, I moved to uni after so I didn't get the experience. Ah, <laughs> yeah. I like the excuse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, like it. I like it. So when you came across to the Sharks and one of your first interactions with us was obviously a golf mm. day, was that a bit of a win for you? Did you sort of think, right, this is where I want to be? Or Yeah, definitely, yeah. It was good. just a good day all around. Yeah. And we have to ask, because we, we love asking the question, overall, what was your decision to come to the Sharks? Oh... Uh, uh, someone at work just said um, Sharks looking for players so I was like yeah right I'll, I'm looking I've been looking to play for footy looking to play footy for a few years so I was like oh, whatever I'll just join this team yeah. who is our secret secret recruiter on the inside there uh, well her name's Kim Arnold but I don't know what connection she has to here yeah. no that's alright that's good maybe she just reads the uh, fantastic articles written by Cam Newbold and the team at the Albany Advertiser Maybe she's just a subscriber to our podcast. Maybe. Hopefully that's the case. That'd Maybe be she's listening to you, well, not tonight, but as soon as it's uploaded. Yeah. This time tomorrow she might be listening in. That'd be good. Yeah, to ask us some questions. sounds of Cameron Candy Andrich. <laughs> ASMR hour. <laughs> oh, I've been well and truly over an hour, just so you know. <laughs> We're doing quite well. All right, fellas, um, we'll, have a, we'll have a crack at what we forgot to do last week. We'll keep going with our, and I forgot the word now, our e- alliteration? Was that the Alliteration. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we've Not got... Not alliteration, no, alliteration. Alliteration, there we go. Bit of onomatopoeia. <laughs> no, that's, that is incorrect. Yeah, we're getting off task. All right, we're off, we're off again. We'll, we'll get back into it. So we're on to the Feeding Frenzy Forecast. Alright, so that's where we make our gutsy calls over what we think might happen this week. So I'll start with you, Vince. Um, what do you think, What do you have a gutsy call about what you think might happen in this week's action against Railways? Um, I don't know. I think whoever's playing on Matt Powfrey, if he keeps him under four goals, that's a win. That would be my Jake Lothian, your vice-captain. Oh, Jake, yeah, go on. He'll be able to do that and then some, surely. <laughs> All Murphy's right. A gun. Yeah, but I'll, I'll... I saw him before he went to Claremont, and he was a jet. Okay. I just, just credit credit where credit's yep. due. Like I, you know, I always back my boys in, um, and nothing against Jayla. I'm not. I'm not gonna say yay or nay about what's gonna happen there, but Pelfrey's a gun. I'm just gonna say that now. So Jayla's got his work cut out for him. Absolutely. Yep. Beautiful. Slate, over to you, mate. What do you reckon you've got for us? Oh, well, I wrote down here that Matt Galantino is going to kick three. 
Yep. But Matt Galantino hasn't played footy since the last time he played for us, which was the last time J-Lo and Fry played for us, and at least they've kept limber since then. Um, all he's done since then is body sculpting. So I'm actually going to say Matt Galantino to pull the hammy in the first half. <laughs> Classic. I like it. That's pretty, that's pretty fair. All right, over to you, Candy. What do you reckon you've got for us this week, mate? What's your gutsy call? Oh, gutsy call uh, for my new nickname, Candy. I'm going to try and uh, sell some candy on the weekend. Oh, <laughs> yes. Love it. Yes. Love it. Yes, by name and by nature. Yes. <laughs> I think that's probably one of the best gutsy calls we've had. I've had one come right, uh, and I still think that's my favourite. I like that. <laughs> well done. All right, I hope this is really good. Uh, I'm going to throw out, I think um, for me to start, I'm going to go two today. Uh, firstly, I'm going to put, uh, I think Luke Senior, as, as long as he's playing, I think he's going to go three-peat of the uh, best on grounds. Um, his defensive ball, uh, defensive work off that back line is just fantastic, and I, just, I hope he can keep that up because that's been really good to watch. Uh, my other gutsy call is I don't see... I think the league have suffered enough and I think they've learnt their lessons and I don't see the league side getting jumped in that first quarter this time. I think it's all starting to come into play uh, and I just don't see that, that big goal stretch right at the start. So that's my gutsy call for this week. I think the Sharks league side have uh, have put in the hard yards and I think there's some lessons learned there. That's the kind of gutsy call I can get around. Yeah. Love it. I, I should have plenty of gutsy calls. I've got plenty of gut to call from, so... <laughs> All right, fellas. Um, it's about the time we start thinking about wrapping this thing up. We've been at it for a little while now, so a uh, bit of a marathon episode. So, Cameron, over to you first, mate. Um, firstly, how good is it not to be called Callum? Oh, pretty good, mate. Yeah, pretty but good. Uh, I think you've done that a couple of times tonight, but, you know... Yeah. Never happened. Don't know what you're talking about. Um... <laughs> now, like I said, you've, you've come on as a bit of a marathon episode, but uh, all things considered, would you have another crack? Definitely. Beautiful. Uh, Vince, what do you reckon? Have, have we made the right decision in getting you to come up by yourself so we can have a chat to you individually? Yeah, definitely. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, Jay would just bring the mood down of Hamad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say so, yeah. Uh, that's right. We'll probably have a crack at him later as well. But um, listen, mate, would you, would, you, would you come on again? Would you? Yeah, I'd come on again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as I said, thank you both for coming. And I know we've had a bit of a long episode, but um, just a lot of things going on. Um, so it's good good to see see that you guys are just, you know, you keep coming in, especially you, Candy. Like I said, we're, we're looking forward to seeing where your football career is going to take you now that you're finally giving it a crack. Um, Vince, like I said, your your work on this last game. I know we blew you up at the start, but it, it was all. I think it's all justified. You know, your work last week was really good. Bit of initiative uh, with the with the underground handball and all those sorts of things. And uh, hopefully this time I'll call your name correctly. So I'm looking for the black boots this right. Just, yeah, just call him Nutmeg. Nutmeg. <laughs> all right, Snake. Um, we don't really have. Yes, much. yes, I will be back. <laughs> yes. if, if, if that's what you're asking of course because you seem to ask everybody else but you always skip over me so yeah but you keep coming you keep coming back anyway so yeah, uh, no, well, I, I can I can call you Smee free cold open beer yeah that's right yep and that, that seems to be enough to be able to what else do you need to entice me well that's right uh, before I forget um, title defence this, this uh, sorry not this Thursday next Thursday Thursday the 13th lip sync battle uh, how's your team shaping up 
Um, <laughs> slowly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not quite the organisation of last year, but let's be honest, I was the star of the show last year. Um, Who so was brains you, you, the you've lost, slightly. you've lost star power. I've lost brain power. Right. Um, so it'll be, it'll be an interesting head to head. Well, I've, I've just got to tip the scales a little bit in my favour, and you're not going to like this, but I have brought back the only remaining member who's not sitting on the couch at the moment for my side. Big Mac. Big Mac. The burger. No, no, not the burger. Yes, yes, the burger. <laughs> I know we're going to continue to butt heads on this, but Big Mac is the burger. All right, so the Big Mac is on my side this this. Uh, I'd just side. like to say that McDonald's are not a sponsor of this show. <laughs> Any opinions are ours and ours alone and are not related to the big conglomerate that we spoke previously of. Very well done. Uh, very politically correct, well done. Uh, but yeah, as I said, so I've stacked the deck a little bit. I've got a pretty decent team. I've got a pretty decent song. Are you sure you're going to be able to bring it? I've got some big recruits. Don't you worry about that. Big in size or big in skill? Big in effort. All right, I like that. That's what we like to see. Uh, so anybody who is listening, who doesn't know already, unless you're living under a rock, lip sync battle, 14th <coughs> of August, get around it, we're going to get stuck in, um, and like I said, um, ladies side, seriously putting in some, uh, some serious star power, so I think they're going to be interesting, they're going to be hard to beat, uh, and also this year it's going to be hosted by our women's captain, Mel Medham, so she's going to be our MC and host of the evening, so that'll be very, very good for her. Uh, and I think other than that, the other thing is to do is to uh, get stuck in the fast five. You, re- you reckon, stay? Good to go. You want to jump in at this time? I-, I won't ask you one question, obviously, but I'll. I'll you want to jump in this week? Or are you sitting out? What do you reckon? I'll. I'll, I'll take him. All right. Uh, I'm gonna start with you, Candy. You're gonna be first up. All right. Then it's gonna be over to Vince, over to Snake. Ready to go? Yep. All right. Here we go. Number one. Who at the Albany Sharks Football Club? would you like to put on a set of boxing gloves against? Is that because I'll be able to win or because... Oh, whether you want to have a, a nice, fun spar or whether you want to clean someone's slate, it's up to you. Who, who would you like to put the gloves on against? That's because he was mentioned earlier, both... Spectre? Yeah. yeah, nice. I, I'd, I'd like to see that match. <laughs> Vince, over to you, big fella. What do you reckon? Um, I don't know. I'm going to say Callum Redshaw. It's a weird option, but... No, I, yeah. I can see that. Can Personally, just... I really want to see you put the gloves on against Jay. Oh, we've had... Oh, that's the, world, the world wants to see that. Oh, I'd win, so... Yeah. Um, so I know the answer you're looking for, and the guy... The one guy that I have put the gloves on against that is still at the club, not really bothered about. Um, Sam Christo. Because he is a smooth mover, yeah. and I would like to see him still move smooth when he cops a couple to the chin. <laughs> Big call, I like it. Uh, just out of curiosity, who was I looking for, apparently? Because I... Trog. Oh, no, that's... Formerly the Swamp Donkey. Yeah, no, we've seen... Actually, this... no, we had a whole... You had a whole segment about about this nickname change, didn't you? Mm. So I shouldn't need to give the formally... No, but that's formally. okay, um, um, yeah. were, you, were you thinking Jack Banks? Uh, no, I was actually thinking um, 
Caden Blazkow v. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I, I actually was, I was curious whether to see whether or not you'd be game enough to put him on against Wacker, because I made that mistake last year, and I'll never make that mistake again, I don't think. Uh, he's got the reach on me. He's got um, pace. He's got pace, but he does currently have a sprained ankle. So if we're talking right now, yeah, I'd probably put the gloves on against him. I might be able to duck and weave a little bit. Oh, I think he's still. But if he's fully, best. if he's fully healthy, I'm walking. <laughs> yeah, I did that with the busted ACL. That was not a good. Hey, job. are we doing fast five? Or, oh, that's all right. Or or forever, stuck or forever five. Forever five. I like it. All right, fellas, you've heard the question. We love the question. Starting with you, Candy. Who is your celebrity doppelganger? Um. If I shave my hair and get a goatee, I think I look pretty like uh, Stephen Amell. I like that. Have you Stephen Amell the, uh, arrow. the? Yeah, that's right. The Arrow from the CW Network's uh, oh, superhero okay. movie. Yeah, I I can see we that. We might need to arrange that haircut. <laughs> oh, I think I think I could find. Photoshop's not going to cut it. No, I don't know. I, I like it. That's a good one. Uh, over to you, Vince. Um, I've had plenty of lookalikes. What people say to me. Yeah. One Napoleon Dynamite. Oh. <laughs> Some people I said have I've said like they've said oh, I look like the lead singer of Wolf Mother. Yep. I don't see it at all, but yeah. Josh Bootsma, Ben Brown, they all have curly hair. Josh Boots, Josh <laughs> Mitch Bootsma. Wallace. Josh Bootsma for sure. We like that when he's Snapchat <laughs> idol. Um, I I actually had one pop up last weekend actually. Yep. A um, couple of young fans uh, from down at the down at the Bloods game. Yep. Um, young Bloods. Now I, I had no idea who this was. Apparently, he's a YouTube sensation based up in Exmouth. Has a like fishing YouTube channel, and I checked it, and that dude is chiselled, and I look nothing like him. <laughs> like apparently, a poor man's version. And that's according to, like, an 11-year-old girl. So I'll, I'll take the compliment where I can. Fair enough. We might have to do a bit of an investigative reporting on that one. Please don't. <laughs> All right, we'll stay out of it. We'll stick with Smeagol. Uh, okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll move on to the next question, fellas, which is who at the club has the best haircut? Candy stick yourself. Oh, off you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, yeah, I'll say that is a fresh chop as well, so that's that's relevant to this week. Okay. Yeah, I'll, oh. I'll say that as well. Oh, I would have said Flynn Turton's mullet, but it's not as fierce as it used to be. No, it's lost a bit of its luster. Um, oh, it really is going to be the Forever Five if I take my time to come up with an answer. Um... I I got nothing. I'm I'm gonna disappoint disappoint the fans here. That's alright. No one's no one's got like a real fresh interesting lick at the moment. What about j- j- it's it's a bit of a cop out, but J Lo's uh, Goldilocks. What do you reckon? I don't know they're not fresh. You said but... the you said the best cut. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that is average. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll push on from that one. We'll let that it's one... like early early nineties, like fuck up in the bathroom doing <laughs> doing your own die job. Oh, wait, he did his own die job. Oh, no. All right, we'll push on from that one, fellas. Uh, over to you, Candy. What is your dream job? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about jet fighter. 
Jet pilot. fighter pilot. Yeah. yeah. Nice. What do you reckon? You're you're a Hornet man or a Raptor man? Uh, no idea what those. Are. Okay, okay. that's all right. <laughs> Vince, what do you reckon? Um, I'd say like a NBA player. Nice. Pretend I was seven foot. Snake. Podcast co-host. <laughs> oh, stop it, you. Stop well, it. after my cop out on the last answer, I had to blow some smoke up your ass. Yeah, well done, well done. All right, fellas, uh, we're going to the final question. What is your? What would be your dream superpower to have? Money. What, Batman. <laughs> 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 Point of contention. Not a superpower. <laughs> Love it from the uh, from the account. Well done. Uh, over to you, Vince. What do you reckon? Um, time travel. Time travel. Any specific reason? Not really. Just think it'd be pretty cool. Sounds pretty cool. Uh, over to you, Snake. For invisibility. And I think my wife may listen to this show occasionally, so I'm not going to say why. <laughs> Alright, listen, uh, thanks again, fellas, for coming in. Uh, massive episode, very, very long one, probably the longest one we've done for a little while, but uh, I think we've covered everything. I think we've given everybody who deserves it a pat on the back. I think we've covered everything but one thing. Well, what's that? Well, the way we always finish the show. That's a good idea. We should cover that next. What do you reckon, fellas? There's only one way to finish it. How do we do it? Up, Up the, the show. show.